Hey y'all, it's your girl Anisha. Hey, it's Jordan. And welcome to the Grippy Sock Pod. Woo! Episode two. Two. Dose. <laughs> Someone's a little excited, guys. I have been cracked up on caffeine all day. Yeah, someone's a little excited. It's the holidays, you know, a little holiday cheer. Just FYI, I discovered a new drink. A cold brew with brown sugar, oat milk, and vanilla sweet cream foam. Oh. For those who like a little bit of bitterness in their life like me. You surely work on that. Um, anyway, <laughs> continuing on. This week, let's do our mental health check-in. So, overall, let's not drop things. Y'all, a lot is going on in the pod studio right now. It is. It's very... Uh, Christmassy, and there's some candles going on. I wish you could see the ambiance that we're trying to create. One day we'll have a video podcast. We're in episodes in a line. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> we need to work on consistency yeah, here. We do. Um, so mental health check in. I told y'all that I was on a staycation for two weeks, and I was supposed to do like 14 things in 14 days. How did I got go? some things done. But I didn't do all the things. How many did you do? I don't know. I haven't been counting. Mm. Okay. So there was some disappointment there because I wanted all the things done. But I realized that I just, I've set myself up to be in a better place for when work starts back. So I'm okay with that. So my mood is uplifted because the disappointment turned into acceptance. And, I'm, and that's good. You gotta learn how to turn disappointment into acceptance. Because, you know, things are not always gonna go the way that you want them to in life. No, we know. And you just have to accept that. And move on. Or you're gonna bring yourself down. And you don't wanna be down. No one wants to be down. Jordan, how's your mental health this week? This week, what do I feel like? Uh, I feel overwhelmed. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Pretty much just overwhelmed. So, as I've told you guys, I have transitioned to the ICU. And it has been very, very overwhelming for me. Um, I hate my preceptor. Um, so, if you ever hear this in the future, fuck you, bitch. Um, <laughs> Shot so, fired! Other than that... I have been just feeling very overwhelmed and I come home after 12 hours and I'm very fatigued and I just don't want to do nothing else. And my house reflects it. Mm-hmm. My house very much reflects it. It's giving depression pit. It's giving, no, it's not giving depression pit. It's okay. giving, I'm just too tired to clean as I go. Gotcha. And now I'm having to skip over boxes. Mm. to get to where I need to go. And you know, when you have to jump over things, that just frustrates life. It is. Cause you literally want to <laughs> air punch something when you have to step. I literally want to karate chop the air when I have to step over something in my house. I'm just like, oh my God, why are you doing this? Literally, when I was getting ready to do today, I was just like, why the fuck is there so much stuff in this house? I'm like, there's not enough room. And I'm literally kicking shoes out the way because I was getting so aggravated because my house ain't clean. This is why I need Yasmin, Iana's, you know, little maid to come clean my house for me. Because I just don't have it in me. I need a little Hispanic lady to come clean my house and clean my baseboard so she could talk shit to her family when she goes home about how I'm a Hispanic. And my mama ain't give me no 
no, uh, you know how they like clean and stuff. Cause I don't. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You think she'll judge you? I'm pretty sure she will. Oh. Mm-hmm. Don't judge people, Yasmin. It's not nice. <laughs> I'm the atypical Hispanic. It's not nice, yes. I don't do a lot of things Hispanic people don't do. Okay. Besides drink. And that moves on to your next. Oh, point. Jesus. Okay. So when when did we go out? Two week two Fridays ago. I think so. Yeah. So two Fridays ago, guys, we went out and is this a part you're supposed to play your sound? I know. Oh my god. I, okay. I so it, it was lit. We had fun. It was cool, right? So part of me being on this podcast is I want to be real transparent with people, right? In hopes that if we ever become big, someone, you know, be like, oh, I've been following you guys since the first episode, and it's three years in. Since you were in the living room. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I suffer from binge drinking, right? So, binge drinking means that drinking occurs with more than one drink in two hours to reach a legal limit of alcohol, uh, blood alcohol content, right? So, I tend to go on these spells where I don't drink at all. I go cold turkey and then I go out and I have no self-control. There's no such thing as in, oh, I'm going to just drink to get tipsy or feel it. For me, is I get tipsy and I just want to keep drinking over and over and until I basically black out. I am a witness to this, guys, because I was there and I was very much so, you need to stop. We're not, No. We're not going to do any more. And I know some people be like, oh, I don't remember my behaviors, blah, blah, blah. But I'm one of them people who I remember parts and bits of it, right? So, like, when people try to stop me, I get real angry. And I kind of force myself to go to the bar. And I just keep taking shots. And I suffer the consequences the next day. So, you were angry at me? No, I won't. I like, well, no, I won't angry. It's not It's not that I get angry. It's like I get frustrated because people try to stop me. And I just end up going to the bar eventually. So, I brought this up to my therapist. And my therapist is like, you know, well, maybe it's because you're trying to hide something. You know, it's a coping mechanism is what she said, right? Which, for me, is true. Bad enough as it is, I'm already Hispanic and I'm gay. And I have other co-occurring medical, mental health conditions, which I feel like from the research that I've done, it puts me like skyrockets me to have the highest rate of prevalence of alcohol consumption, if if, if it makes sense, right? So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so my therapist said, you know, it's a coping mechanism. And I'm like, yeah, it is. You know, I try to basically drink my problems away. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it started in college. You know, in college, it was just like, you know, oh, go out, drink, it, which was not acceptable. But it's, I feel like it's common in college yeah, for you to go yeah. out and drink. But I feel like that slowly carried over to my adult life to where, like, I don't go, like, I would drink a bottle of wine. And then I'm about ready to go out to go drink another bottle of wine. But I stop myself because I don't feel like leaving the house. So I feel like once I start drinking, it's like a train that doesn't want to stop. That's not yeah. going to stop until I derail myself. Mm. As you can see, that you saw that night how I was that night. Yes. I was pretty pathetic. <laughs> and usually, like, people will record, like, my friends will record and I'm too ashamed to look at the video. Because I'm pretty sure I was belligerent. Even though I don't remember some of the actions that I did, I know I'm belligerent and I'm too 
embarrassed to even go look at that video. That video Whitley I, send us, I never, I have not looked at it to this I, day. I want to count the the actions of you. I won't let you know about <laughs> it. We'll, we'll keep it on the hush. I do get very promiscuous, but that's another story. But for the most part, I drink till I can't drink no more. Then the next day, I'm suffering. Like the next day, I literally slept the entire day away. Even though I had no plans, I slept the entire day away. To where a point where like drinking water would make me feel nauseous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I say, you know, I'm already gay. I'm Hispanic. There's a family history of it. So for me, drinking and alcoholism, it's very high prevalent for me. Because I feel like I have a lot of factors that contribute to my drinking. So what did your therapist suggest to you? So, shout out to my therapist. Um, She just says that, she said to go to an AA meeting. And so I was scheduled to go to a therapy session Friday. And I canceled it because I haven't done my homework. And... Part of me doesn't want to go to AA because I feel like it's, for me, it's more like accepting the fact that I have a problem with drinking, which I know I do, but actually going to AA makes me realize that I actually do have a problem, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't want to face the reality of the fact that I actually have a problem with drinking. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. The denial. Or avoidance. 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 It's avoidance. Yeah. It's more. Avoidance. It's more avoidance. Because I feel like you know, growing up, I did see my my. Uh, I ain't gonna say. I'm gonna say parent. I ain't gonna say which one. Uh, you know, drink and they ended up going to AA. So me going to AA is like, damn, I'm following in their footsteps. Gotcha. So that's why I kind of avoid going to AA. Have you ever tried to not drink before on your own? Yes. Was it successful and what derailed that? Wait, I'm, hold on. Ask that again. Did you ever try to stop drinking on your own? So. Without the help of an AA? I'm pretty. So, okay. So, what. How can I explain it? I feel like it's hard for me to explain it. It's like I can go weeks, months without drinking. Like I cannot not drink, right? You're a social drinker. I'm a social. Well, even. Yeah, I'm a social drinker. You're a social binge drinker. Yeah, I'm a social binge drinker. There you go. Because even when we go out to dinner, like that day for my birthday, right? I was supposed to go out and, you know, I was trying to be soft girl era. Now let me go get me a lemon drop. One lemon drop literally turned into me sleeping in someone else's house because I couldn't, I wasn't able to drive home. I don't remember this day. No, you wasn't there. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. You wasn't there. It was that. Oh, yes. Okay, I remember now. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. And like the sad thing is, and like what scares me is like sometimes, now I don't condone this and well, no one condones it. And I don't drink and drive. But there are some times where I'm like, man, fuck it. I need to get home. Or, you know, I'm with a group of people and be like, oh, we need to go here. We need to go there. Bam. Here I end up drinking and driving. So, you know, I feel like that's one of them things where it's just like, I just need to stop drinking altogether. First of all, I'm getting old. 
and it's just not cute. It's not soft girl era cute. <laughs> it's not alcoholism. It's not soft Everybody girl era loves cute. The soft girl era. Yeah, yeah, and alcohol does not fit into soft girl era. Okay. So yeah, so I also feel like I drink based on my stress levels. So like you know these last two weeks that I've been at work, I have been very overwhelmed, very stressed. Yes. Like the other day, I had a really, really bad day at work, and the first thing I'm going to do is come home and drink a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. which I feel like for some people is acceptable because you know they know how to control themselves. I don't. Gotcha. Knowing I had to go to work, I probably would have drunk and called out of work the next day, mm-hmm. but I didn't drink. No, we need a job. Mm-hmm. But you didn't drink. So no, I didn't good. drink because I was too damn tired. <laughs> I was too tired to drink. And I didn't have nothing at the house. Because of the mental exhaustion. Yeah, I was, I was too mental exhausted to drink. So I guess I just need to mentally exhaust myself every day. To not drink. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what that'll do for you long term. No, I'll probably end up in a psych probably facility. Probably not sustainable. Mm-hmm. No, i probably end up in so. a psych facility. But yeah. So like, but then it's also hard for me because I feel like, you know, I go out with my friends. Just like yesterday. You know, we went to that Christmas party. Mm-hmm. You know, and you did not drink. I did not drink. Woo! That's small feats. I mean, yeah, small feats. But I'm just like, dang, like, if I want to go to a bar, what what am I going to do? Can I get a water? Is that what I'm supposed to ask when I go to the bar now? Can I get a water? A club soda. Oh, fucking club soda. <laughs> I, I think the cute girlies ask that. No. Like, no one drinks no club soda. The girl, the sober girlies. Uh, club no. soda. No. Like, uh, it's going to be, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, though. We'll so, see. I used to feel like I didn't want to. And it was, it was in my younger days. Like, oh, I don't want to go out if. I'm not drinking because yeah. it's just like there's actual effort that you have to make to have fun. Yep. Um, it's very easy to have fun. You're very amicable whenever you're intoxicated. So I get very friendly. I get that part of it. Um, but I just feel like as a, first of all, as I've gotten older, the places I want to go are different. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to anybody's club. We don't have to go to anybody's club. Now, you know I love a good Latin spot. I ain't even going to hold you. Because your girl likes to bachata. Okay, so I go to one of them in a heartbeat. But, you know, I'm a very loungy type person. I want to sit. I want to go somewhere and I'm going to be able to sit. Mm -hmm. So, I don't feel like I need to put all this effort into having fun in those type of places. I'm more for... Going out somewhere for the vibe. You know? So maybe you just need to start looking towards the vibes. And that's what my therapist said. My therapist mentioned was just like, you know... So she was correlating me and dating, right? And so she was just basically saying, if you want to date, you want to meet new people. She said, you need to hang around a new group of people. And you know what's funny is, I saw this TikTok today. That was talking about how some people can't you know they complain about dating blah 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 but it's like he was saying how like people who complain about not having an active dating life is because they're hiding themselves it's like you're not going out it's like you don't want to do apps you don't want to do this you don't want to do that but at the same time you're not going you're not putting yourself out there's basically is what he said yeah. you're going to the wrong spots yeah but apps are garbage they are let's they be are. real men are garbage in general they're garbage they are 
So, just, I mean, she loving ourselves. She was just saying how, like, you know, I just need to go and put myself in new, different groups of situations, new groups with people, new situations and stuff. But like you said, I feel like drinking makes me a bit looser. And it's easy for me to drink and meet people versus me being sober and my awkward self. I can't. You just need to learn how to manage your social anxiety. Mm-hmm. You need to find a way to do that. Yeah. You should yeah. work on that. Adorax is the answer. Even though Adorax is probably not as strong. I need some Selexa. Some Xanax. Some Xanax. Also Valium. Okay. Transition myself to opiate use. So... That was a good check-in. Yeah, it was. It that was. That was a good lengthy check-in. I felt like y'all really got to meet more of Jordan just now. Oh, my God. Um, so, moving on to our self-love, self-care segment. We're going to talk about what we did for ourselves this past week. Jordan. Uh, why is it always me first? This week, I got my nails done because my hands have been walking, looking like pterodactyl <laughs> hands. So, got my nails done. I got little foil gold strips on my some of my fingers. You know, the last time I had fucking speed bumps on my Those fingers. Were not speed bumps. There were speed bumps because them hoes at Hollywood Nails didn't know what the hell I was talking oh about. And yes, I mentioned their names. <laughs> she called them out. Yeah, fucking Hollywood Nails okay. put speed bumps on my damn fingers. Okay. But you know, little mingling over there at Polish Me Pretty got me right. No, that's not her day. Okay. You know how I can be. Scratch, scratch that from the, um, <laughs> the episode. Please don't cancel us, guys. Um, we just started. Um, so, what I have done for myself the past week. My mom always gives me random gifts. Um, not like throughout the year, but like for my birthday and Christmas. Like She just puts a whole bunch of stuff in a bag. And then it's like, here's your bag. So, she got me this self-love journal. And I have really been working on trying to wake up in the morning and not touch my phone and go to my self-love journal and do some journaling in the morning for myself. So in the journal, it kind of has a spot for you to like circle the uh, little emoji for your mood. You can circle what your energy level is. It says, like, I can make today great by, it's got goals, things you're grateful for, things like that. So, I've really been trying to be reflective in the morning to help, to, to love me, for care for me. And it actually has a segment there that says, self-love task, and it's like, try one or more a day. So, some of the tasks <laughs> it has, breathe deeply, listen to music, unplug draw talk to a friend go for a while i've been doing the breathe deeply so i've been getting out of my bed going to my desk sitting down feet planted deep breaths and journaling and how has that been working out good i just i just need to do it every day because i haven't been doing it every day but the days i have done it i just felt like i've had more get up and go Mm. you know yeah 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 that's good so this episode we're going to title it Trigger Warning because oh, I nice. am going to give a trigger warning right now for anyone who has uh, lost someone to suicide or has is currently struggling with suicide. We're going to talk about suicide for our mental health in the news segment. So I know if you haven't been under the rock, you know, if you're, it's all in the social media. Jordan, 
don't know what's going on. Please not throw things down on your head. We're getting serious here. Okay, so all over the news and social media has been the reporting of the suicide of Stephen Twitch Boss, which he's well known as Ellen's DJ. That's probably how most of us know him. He was also on So You Think You Can Dance. Um, he starred, he was an extra and like a supporting role and a lot of other things, but he was 40 years old. He leaves behind a wife and three kids. He was reportedly found dead in a hotel room where he, uh, with a self-inflicted gunshot wound, mm. and there was a note left behind. I have, I don't really want to dive too much in the note. I didn't really like, I'm probably going to have to look at a certain, a whole bunch of places or something to find what the, the note said. said. It just said like there were, you know, things leading, he wrote in the note about like things leading up to or reflective of why he did X, Y, and Z. So, I just want to dive into that. First of all, 24 hours prior to his uh, suicide, he made a TikTok. And everybody's talking about like, oh my gosh, just 24 hours before he died, he looked so happy in this TikTok. Suicide does not have a face. Sure it does not look like something. You can be perfectly fine one day and have an intrusive thought the next day and end your life. It's not, mm-hmm. oh, you've just been so depressed and down in the dumps and hiding away for six months and now it shows up that you've killed yourself. That's mm-hmm. not, that can happen, but it doesn't have to happen. You could have been having a day out with your family and went to an amusement park and come home and just really reflected on things and boom, that's it. Uh, which firearms are used in more than 50% of suicides and also men are four times more likely to commit suicide than women. How do you feel about that, Jordan? As a male. Well, you know the rates for me is even higher because I'm man and gay. So I'm looking up something right now and it says that, you know, LGBTQ gendered versus cis gendered folks are six times percent, six times higher to commit suicide than their heterosexual partners. And it's even higher among people of color versus white, uh, white gays, right? Me personally, I, so back in the day I had just failed nursing school, right? I failed nursing school and it was at a time where all my friends were like going to PT school. They were getting into all these professional schools and I was like basically just getting left behind. Mm -hmm. And I think that probably had to be about the only time where it ever even crossed my mind. Because it's like, you know, I failed out of nursing school. I had to move back home. I think I was like 20, 28, 28, however old I was, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, failed nursing school, 28, I'm single. And I'm poor, and I'm not where I want to be in life, you know. And I'm hell. I was still living in student living at the time. So for me, I think that was about the only time where I ever had to that suicide ever crossed my mind. For me, I I feel like there was two times. Once was definitely in high school. Mm-hmm. In high school, I had a lot of self esteem issues. I felt like everything. Like, 
everyone was getting their first boyfriend and like yeah. you know all the typical little high school dirt girly stuff that everybody like freaking obsesses over i was just like why is this not happening to me why is it nobody loving me x y and z like i literally remember i don't know how old i was yeah but in the most like dramatic fashion like i grabbed the biggest knife out of my parents kitchen and sat on the floor indian style in my room and i cried holding the knife it was very it was very something out of lifetime and i was just like why can't i just be socially accepted like all these things of course I wouldn't put the knife back up because what am I doing with a butcher knife sitting on the floor? <laughs> it's not funny, but damn. What made you realize that you that you what made you stop? If you remember. Um I think what made me stop was it wasn't, you know, people like I have so much to live for, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I think it was because I was contemplating that in such a dramatic fashion that I was just like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I literally was like, get get up off the floor. You look stupid. Like, in my head, I was just like, you look, you're you crying on the floor with a butcher knife. Get up. Like, yeah. what are you, how are you going to do this? Yeah. Just foolishness. So, I, I dealt with on and off. And I always tell people this. I did go through, like, times of self-harm in high school. I did some cutting and I tell parents that because when your child wears a hoodie in the summertime, pay attention to their arms. That's the thing. It was 75 degrees outside. I'm wearing a hoodie in the car with my mom. Well, you know, that's the thing nowadays. I know, but I still want them to check arms. Okay. Cause some, <laughs> for real kids are out. That's the thing. You try to hide that. Yeah. You, it doesn't even have to be a hoodie. Why am I wearing long sleeves in the summertime? Right. So, I I urge parents to look at things like that. Uh, I would say the second time in my life was I was a senior at UNCG and my baby daddy ain't hitting on two cent. And I was sitting pregnant in my bathroom on the floor like crying like, how am I going to take care of this baby by myself? X, Y, and Z. Like, I'm supposed to be graduating and starting this career and all this other things, which I was going to grad school. I still went to grad school. It was horrible. It was a hot mess. There was a whole... That's a whole other story. A whole That's a whole other episode. It is. Um, And I was just like throwing my guts up because, uh, of course, first trimester on the bathroom floor. And I was just like, I just don't want to do this. I didn't have a plan or, you know, a weapon or anything at that point of time. It was just like, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to do life right now. But then I was just like, you got to do life. But I also feel like, so that sounded like an intrusive thought. Maybe, so Maybe that was an intrusive thought. I feel like. I didn't have maybe because I didn't have the weapon and the plane yeah. and like all this thing. I didn't feel like I was rock bottom at the end. And so like I feel like, and so when I had my episode, I feel like I was rock bottom because I'm like you know I'm poor, fell out of nursing school, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I feel like that sounds more an an intrusive thought. But you know, I'm not you know not taking away from your experience, right? But haven't you Thank ever you for validating me in this? You know, learning. I'm, I'm a self-healing journey. Okay. But you know how, like, have you ever had those thoughts when you drive and you just be like, damn, what if I just drive my car off the cliff right now? 
No. No. But I know what you're talking about. People do that. I think I'm more so one of those people like, I just don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be strong anymore. Like I no, for real. I feel like my whole. I just, yeah. You know how people sometimes people suicidal thoughts are just like I'm just really tired. Like I don't want to do this anymore. I think yeah. I have more so those not like dramatic intrusive yeah. thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I have an intrusive thought, it's just like what if I chop my hand off? Maybe something, you know, I don't know. I don't know about that. But like, so I've had, I had that thought cross my mind earlier this week. Cause I, I was coming, driving back home from work and I'm like, I'm tired. Like, I just don't want to do this no more. And I, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, what if I just drive this least off the bridge right now? Cause I'm tired, tired of going to work, tired of paying bills. Dating sucks. I, I can't afford my BBL. I need to lose weight. So I was just like, I'm tired. I'm tired. Of course you had to put the BBL in there. Yeah, because, you know, that's what I aim to have. But okay. That's my goal. But so it's just like, I'm just tired. And I feel like having intrusive thoughts is okay. It's when you act. create a plan Yeah. to act on those things is when there is an issue. So if you ever, to the audience, feel like... You're creating a plan and you have a plan and you're going to act on the intrusive thoughts to end your life. You can always call 988. Just dial it like 911. But you can also text it too. Oh, and you can text it. Didn't know that. So you can call or text 988. And it is the suicide crisis hotline. So before you used to have to dial this long number, and now they've made it super simple because <laughs> my bad. Have you seen that TikTok about that girl who created that? She's like, when you're calling the suicide risk line, and they put you on hold, and that's <laughs> it's like that's the last straw, but you don't had enough. Oh you, have you ever seen that TikTok? Such dark humor. Oh, oh my god. Uh, anyways, I'm sorry. I that literally just crossed my mind. Oh my goodness. But so 988, you can call or text it and just talk to them. If you're right there, you're at the end, you're going to lose it all. Risk and, it all. And this just doesn't also go for people who have thoughts of suicide. If you have friends or loved ones who are you noticing they're like changing their patterns and they're getting more dark, you know, some of us do got darker humor than others. But like if you feel like they're just doing a complete 360, call 988. It's 24 hours. You can call, text and talk. Exactly. And in 2020, 12.2 million people thought about suicide. So you're not alone. Your family member is not alone. There's people out there that are having these thoughts. Yeah. And it's okay to have the thoughts, mm-hmm. but we need to work through them and we need to find the light at the end of the tunnel. And you know, I really, I really, really wish, and this is just one of my goals. I feel like this is one of the reasons why I want to become a nurse practitioner, right? I feel like people think. And to this day, suicide has this stigma where, like, people think that you're supposed to be down and sad and just moody, right? I feel like people still get shocked and forget that it literally can be 
your best friend who's having their time of their life smiling and laughing with you, blase, blase, blase. Like Twitch. Yeah. So, yeah, like Twitch or Miss America, you know, who committed suicide, what, a few months ago, right? Or like a year? She jumped out away. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like just because then, you know, your best friend, whoever we're referring to, is happy, you know, having a time of their life, whatever, whatever, does not mean that they're okay. And I, f- I feel like people forget that part. That suicide can literally happen to anyone. And like more importantly, like for me, you know, I come from an immigrant household and I am gay. So that's just like, I'm just a struggle bus altogether. Gay and immigrant family and Hispanic. Just f- fuck me right. And I feel like, you know, immigrants, please call 988. I feel like, you know, people of color tend to kind of brush that underneath the rug. Call. Because we don't need to be sweeping nothing underneath the rug but dust. Where are you going? My laptop's about to die. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Uh, We're in a sensitive moment and her laptop wants to die. Uh, But anyway, so if you're gay, you know, gays, the girls... The girlies, whatever you want to call yourself. It's difficult for us because, you know, we have a lot of stuff going against us. Hell, the government's trying to take away the right for us to get married. Um, so, you know, if you, life's coming at you, you know, just can't, regardless of who you are, what you're going through, call 988. Yes. In the United States, uh, suicide is committed every 11 minutes. Yeah. So, and I just, you know, it's sad that, you know, people still view stigma like they mental health has a stigma to it. It's just sad. It is because what did we say first episode? It's okay to be mentally ill. (laughs) Okay. It is okay to be mentally ill. I'm mentally ill. Exactly. I am mentally ill. Say it, Anisha. I am (laughs) mentally ill. And. Bryn, this is for you. You're mentally ill. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, so, thank you for joining us for another episode of... The Groupie Sock Pod.